Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. We're really excited to be chatting with you guys today. We are discussing a quote today that I found, honestly, I forget where it was, somewhere on social media. I, I don't know if it was on Facebook or Instagram or where it was, but I saw this quote and I read it and I'm like, you know what? I disagree with a part of it and I agree with a part of it. And so it's just kind of this interesting, I don't know, we don't usually have quotes here on the show that we debate back and forth and talk about. Either we are in love with the quote or we highly disagree with the quote. And we're kind of in the middle with this one. So I think it's going to be interesting to talk about because it gets us all contemplating a little bit and also is a really good lesson that whatever you see on social media, do not just take at face value and believe Mm -hmm. because they're an influencer or they're someone who's popular or whatever. They're a celebrity. It doesn't matter. The things that people say as Christians, we need to take into consideration and we need to actually contemplate and we need to know what we believe in order to discern whether it is speaking the true goodness of the Lord and promoting that in our world or if it is promoting the enemy's agenda and encouraging us to be somewhat confused Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that the enemy is doing a great job at that in our world today, especially with social media. We see so many people who, I mean, you can just jump on any social media platform at any time and write something up and put it out to the world and people will take it at face value and believe it wholeheartedly because you have a blue check mark or you whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, that's not the point of why the Lord gave us discernment. That's not what we should do as Christians. The Lord gave us discernment for a reason and we need to actually practice it so that we also speak into others who may not completely understand Uh, what they're saying or biblical principles Mm -hmm. or what have you. Okay, so let's just jump right in, Maddie, with Mm -hmm. this quote. I'm going to read it and then you give us your initial thoughts and what you think. It says, adversity does not build character, it reveals it. A person's true character can only be measured by how they respond when times are tough. What are your thoughts? Okay, so this was actually a little bit of a stressful episode to begin because I thought me and Lily were going to disagree on some things, but we've got all those figured out. We were just misunderstanding one another. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> which is a good thing because Lily was like, Uh-oh. I don't know if we need to like debate each other about this. Which never happens, by the way. Yeah, just, usually that's it why doesn't it's- happen. So it was like, okay, how in the world would we handle that? Yeah. So his first sentence. Adversity does not build character. It reveals it. Disagree. Mm -hmm. Adversity always builds character, but you get to decide what kind of character it builds. So I think that's where you need to kind of draw the line or draw the distinction between what he's saying. Because yes, adversity does reveal your basic character Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways. But I think adversity builds character in that you look at it, you realize it's happening, you realize you're going through something where you're going to have to deal with a difficult situation. And then you decide, 
okay, how am I going to pave throughout this thing? And that's how you form your character. Hopefully that will be based on biblical principles and what the Lord is telling you. Hopefully you're praying about that and trying to determine what that will look like in that way. Because obviously if we just try and go with whatever we feel, it's going to reflect, I believe, our sinful nature, our selfishness, our pride. So I think that those are some of the basic things that adversity can reveal right off the bat, mm-hmm. our selfishness, our pride, and our sinful nature. However, adversity builds character when you're looking at it in the right way in such a way that it reflects the divine. Mm-hmm. So character is obviously something that can be cultivated and is also inherent. So it's a very intricate thing. Then at its very root, it's also a very basic thing because we can look at the Lord's character and we've talked about this a lot this year, I feel like. We can look at the Lord's character. We can know for sure that we are created in his image, that he as a creator has given us some of his character traits in being created in his image and giving us a desire for justice and an ability to love and an ability to create. So already inherently, we have some of the same character traits as the Lord does. Now, we don't obviously have all of the super divine character traits that he has like omnipresence and omniscience and all those different things. That's not humanly possible. But since sin entered in, we also have a sinful character that Mm -hmm. does not reflect the Lord and reflects Satan and destruction and darkness. And so those are the things like pride and selfishness and our ability to get angry extremely quickly and to take on a victim mentality and all those different things. So I think that adversity most certainly builds character. I disagree when he says that adversity does not build character, but I also don't think that it simply builds character. It also reveals it. So his statement is partly false and partly true. So it does reveal character, but it also builds it. Mm -hmm. And he believes that it doesn't build it. I'm not quite sure how he arrived at that. (laughs) My uh, question is what builds it then? Exactly. Like Like how do you ever change it? Because you watch people, their character changes over their lifetime. I mean, you watch like small children. They have a character that is prone to being rowdy and misbehaving and uh, they can tend to lie or different things like that. You know, those are some of their inherent character traits because Mm -hmm. of sin. And yet, as they watch their parents, as their parents discipline them, just as the Lord disciplines us often through adversity, you watch them change, you watch them become more behaved, you watch them become honest, and you see them pursue virtuous things, and you see them uh, become more courageous and kind and different things like that. So this is not at all a logical Mm -hmm. argument. You cannot infer when looking at adversity that it does not build character. That's not logically possible. This argument definitely falls out really easily, except Mm -hmm. when you first read it, it's like, oh, yes, share, Mm -hmm. add to my story, post it on Facebook. Yes, love that. That's great. Because it is slightly true, but then also slightly not. And this is where the enemy, you know, Mm -hmm. this is a tactic of the enemy. I'm not saying that this guy is trying to like (laughs) willfully spread propaganda or something, but this is a tactic of the enemy to stick as close to the truth as possible Mm -hmm. with a little bit of gray coloring in there to make you say, okay, yeah, I agree with Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that adversity reveals a person's character. And then we kind of neglect the fact that he says that it doesn't build it when that actually goes like directly against scripture. I mean, that's how the Lord created us. So it goes directly against God's design. He has created us 
to cultivate a character based on the adversity that we face. Mm -hmm. And those are often the ways that he disciplines us, like a small child who starts out being very unruly and not knowing what to do, he gives us adversity because you never become a good person by just going along, floating with whatever comes your way, having a life that constantly remains status quo. Right. You have to have some waves thrown in there where you're not expecting them or they kind of catch you off guard and that's what reveals your character. Mm -hmm. And then when maybe you realize, okay, I totally responded to that adversity in the wrong way. That revealed that my character is very selfish mm -hmm. and I'm very prideful. The way that this builds your character is that you acknowledge that and then you make the decision, you take an action step to mm -hmm. change that. And you say, Lord, I'm not going to use adversity to be like this anymore. I want you to use it in my life to make me more like you. And that is the point of adversity. Mm -hmm. So it reveals character and it also builds it. It's not one or the other. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think that ugh, there are so many different ways that we could take this in this episode. But I think that one of the most powerful things about adversity is that it reveals how well or how badly you responded to the last adversity mm -hmm. that you experienced. Yeah. Because every adversity is going to affect you in some way, like mm -hmm. Maddie just talked about. It's going to either reveal how selfish and how sinful you are, or it is going to show that you have decided to place your trust in the Lord and that you're depending on Him for everything that you're doing and everything that you say. Uh, so it can go either way. But I really believe that one of the most powerful things is when you see someone in the midst of adversity, walking through a trial, walking through tribulation, and you see that they have responded to the past adversity, whatever that was, mm -hmm. well, they have made the most of that adversity. And I think that that is really the mindset that we should have about adversity and about the difficulties that we go through as Christians is that this is supposed to make me more Christ-like. Mm -hmm. This is supposed to grow me in ways that I don't even know that I need to be grown, but the Lord does. And he wants to do that in me through this adversity. He wants to walk with me in that and through that because he wants to teach me total dependence upon him. And I just think it is such a beautiful thing to see when someone has truly done that, when their mindset has been, I'm going to make the most of this adversity yeah. and I'm going to use this time wisely and not just waste it, not just take on the mindset, woe is me, I'm mm -hmm. gonna, just going to pity myself because I'm going through this, whatever. And that's such an easy mindset to take on yeah. in the midst of adversity. That's what we're prone to as sinful human beings. And it's also what is now encouraged exactly. by our culture and our world. Yes, our culture is one that is now just completely weak. We have destroyed truth. We have destroyed endurance. I think that that's something that we've totally destroyed in our mm -hmm. world. We've made everyone so weak and we don't teach endurance anymore. Everything has to be easy and simple and, you know, no risk involved and we can just do what we want and everybody's happy and everybody will just be good if they have their own truth and that's not the case. And I think that adversity really does teach us endurance. It teaches us how to be people who can suffer well, if that yeah. makes sense, mm -hmm. and who can actually build something from pain, who can actually build something from the things that we're experiencing that are hurtful and that are painful. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why the early church, why we see them grow and why we see them thrive in the ways that they did, because you see them 
in the face of adversity saying, we want to make the most of this. Mm -hmm. We know that this is an opportunity for the gospel to go on display to the rest of the world. And we want to be the ones who participate with the Lord in that. And we know that that's our duty. There's a sense of duty in the early church that I see in scripture that is so interesting to me and is so inspiring to me. And I think that we've lost that in the American church today. We've lost the idea that we can be a part of something so amazing if we are willing to endure suffering, Mm -hmm. if we are willing to endure adversity. And if we're willing to do that well and our mindset is to do it well, then I don't think that we often think about the next adversity to come. So in the adversity that I'm experiencing now and the pain and the hurt and the suffering that I'm experiencing right in this moment, I'm thinking about the next one to come. Yeah. I'm thinking about what is going to be revealed when my next adversity comes around. Mm-hmm. And how is the Lord going to use that to grow me even more? And will he be able to do that if I don't have the mindset that I'm going to use this adversity well? If I'm going to spend my time well in the midst of this? Because it's so easy to waste that. It's so easy to just look at life and become depressed and mm-hmm. discouraged and to honestly give up in so many ways because yeah. – it's hard and it's difficult and we don't feel like it. And we've mm-hmm. talked a, a lot about that on the show before. I believe that that's something that Gen Z is really struggling with right now because we have all been taught, we've all been programmed, especially in public schools and stuff, that your feelings are the basis for truth. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. That's not true at all. The word of God is the basis of truth. And he says that he will use adversity and he will use pain and he will use those things to make us more like himself and that he will use that to sanctify us, to make us holy as he is holy. And that should be our desire as Christians. That should be what encourages us to face our adversity well. Yeah, I definitely agree that anticipating the next adversity is always important. I mean, Mm -hmm. we talked about this a few months ago when we were talking about strategically planning to beat the enemy. That is where this comes in Mm -hmm. in a really radical way because if you are not planning to encounter adversity, then you are planning to be defeated by it. That is where we have to realize that we are getting it wrong and that's why we are losing because in this spiritual battle that we are involved in when we become Christians and well, I mean, either way that you side here, whether you side with the enemy or or you side with Christ, you are involved in a spiritual battle. Right. You don't have a choice in that. You do have a choice on how you're going to respond to that. Mm-hmm. So we are losing the spiritual battle because we are not planning to encounter adversity. Right. We uh, actually try to avoid adversity at exactly. all costs. And that is what is really, I think, hurting the church mm-hmm. a lot because you look at the persecuted church and they are experiencing life-threatening adversity, quite literally, in lots of places. And yet we are watching them grow and grow and grow and be so committed to the Lord. Obviously, that's a really scary position to be in, but they're willing to risk it. They're willing to be in that position when they easily don't have to be. They're not avoiding it. Exactly. They are facing it head on. They're being proactive. They Mm -hmm. are uh, making sure that they're following the Lord's commands for how you deal with adversity and how you still meet with one another and how you continue to follow him. And that is why they're growing. That's why they're being successful. And 
that is how we can also be successful, even if we're not experiencing adversities like that. You know, we were talking about the Rangers and how they were being proactive mm-hmm. in not uh, bowing down to the LGBTQ plus ideologies. We can be doing the exact same thing in the church right. and we can be preparing to meet those things head on. We can be in May knowing that after however many years this has been going on, June mm-hmm. is going to be Pride Month. And so people are going to be talking about this. Companies right. are going to be making stands on this franchises are going to be making stands on this Mm -hmm. organizations are going to be making stands on this and yet we as the church seem to think that we are exempt from that that is because we are avoiding adversity at all costs and that is not what makes a good man that's not what makes a good church and that is not certainly what makes a good Christian. Because when you're willing to face adversity, when you know that it's going to come, you are in a much better position to face it. When we like to ignore it and we like to act like it's not happening, that is where we are defeated. That is where we fail completely and utterly. And no one can convince me otherwise because this is why the church stinks right now. This is why we are failing at genuinely living out the Great Commission, living out scripture in general and standing up on these different things because we want to avoid adversity at all costs. However, adversity is an essential part of life. It is an essential thing that we have to deal with. And I think that it was Tolkien who had a quote on this. I could not find it before this episode. I was trying desperately. But he has a quote, and I'm pretty sure it was by him. If it's not, then I apologize. But this is a good quote, and I'm just going to paraphrase it since I can't find the exact one. He said that to rob people of adversity is to rob them of any reason for living. And I think that is a fundamental truth that we all need to wrap our minds around. When we experience adversity, I think that once you get to the other side of it, if you've responded correctly, you feel a sense of accomplishment. You feel newly cultivated character Mm -hmm. impacting then every other decision, good or bad. That is how we grow. That's how we become more like Christ. And I mean, even Jesus faced many different adversities. There was the 40 days in the desert being tempted by Satan. There was the lead up to the crucifixion Mm -hmm. where he is so stressed about the coming adversities that he's sweating blood. There's the crucifixion itself. There is standing up to the Pharisees at every turn. There is all kinds of different things that even Jesus faced as a human, therefore showing us that to be men, to be part of the human race, Mm -hmm. we have to endure adversity. That is essential. It is Mm non-negotiable. You cannot avoid it no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of the quote by Theodore Roosevelt about the man in the arena. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read that because I think it's a really good quote that goes along with what we're saying here. He once said, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory or defeat. That is one of my favorite quotes of all time ever. It's so good because it illustrates this point that whether you fail or you succeed, at least you are in the arena. 
right? Mm -hmm. You had the boldness, you had the courage to actually be in the arena and do something. And that is the point that we're constantly stressing on the podcast. Y'all know this if you've been around here for any amount of time. The point of adversity, the things that the Lord uses in our lives to make us more like Him always have to do with action. They always lead us back to this idea that if we don't do something with what we know, if we don't do something with what we've heard, then what are we really doing? Do we really believe in what we've heard? Do we really Mm -hmm. believe in what we've seen? And are we willing to participate in that? Are we willing to be a part of the kingdom in the ways that God is calling us to if we're not in the arena, if we're not willing to do the hard things that require us to experience pain and hardship and adversity. Are we really legit if we're not willing to do that? I don't think we are. And that's so sad because we're seeing so much of that in the American church today. We're seeing people who aren't willing to anticipate their next adversity. Mm -hmm. They're not willing to look forward to those things saying, not in a happy way, Not that's not what I mean by looking forward, but what we mean by looking forward and anticipating adversity is saying, I want to become what the Lord wants me to become because of this adversity. Mm -hmm. I want him to use this to grow me in ways that I would not grow otherwise. That's the point of anticipating adversity. But what we see in the church is that we are avoiding it at every turn. What you see happen and the results of that are you have 29 MLB teams who are totally okay with inviting uh, drag queens to their stadiums, who are totally mm-hmm. okay with supporting the LGBTQ plus agenda, who are totally willing to stand with the world and to stand with the enemy and say, these things are okay. It's no big deal. We don't want to offend anybody. We'll, we'll participate in this. It's just a month. It's just a jersey. It's just a whatever. But it's never just in anything. Mm-hmm. It's always you're supporting the enemy and you're taking a stand with him and you're promoting his evil agenda in our world. And what we see is chaos abound in our culture. And you see kids who are raised in this who now think it's normal. You see families being destroyed by this. You see just the basis for truth and truth, goodness, and beauty being denied in every sphere of our world. And it's so sad to watch that. But what if we would actually anticipate adversity as Christians and walk this out and the way that Jesus has called us to and say, you know what, I'm going to make the most of this Mm -hmm. and I'm going to allow the Lord to change me. Even if it's hard, even if it hurts, it's going to be worth it because not only are you being refined and your character being strengthened, but you're also going to be able to use those adversities and those trials and tribulations to encourage and impact others. And I believe that's one of the main points the Lord allows us to uh, experience those things is because we know that other people are going to be experiencing some of the same things. And it's kind of crazy how he puts those exact people who are walking through those things or need to hear something that we have learned through our adversity in our little corners of the world. He puts them there for a reason. And he gives us the experiences that we have for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that is to use them to impact others' lives as well. No good thing is ever achieved easily mm-hmm. by any means. And I know that sometimes that can be kind of a common, oh, yeah, retweet that. That's great. But when we take that to its most literal right. form, I think that that is a genuinely powerful concept. Mm-hmm. 
being marred with the blood, sweat, and tears and coming out on the other side of some kind of adversity, standing tall over your enemy, over this situation that you've had to overcome is always more worth it than just being in the stands and watching someone else fight your battles for you. Mm -hmm. That is never worth it. And it never ends up the way that we want it to, I think, because you trust other people to fight your battles for you and they never fight them quite the way that you would or that you would want them to. And so that is why we have to allow the Lord to fight our battles and to use us to uh, fight our battles in the way that he sees fit because we know that that plan is always perfect and is always going to produce so much more reward Mm -hmm. than anything that we could try and achieve on our own. And that is how our character is impacted when the next adversity comes. And that is how when the next adversity comes, immediately it does not reveal the pride and the selfishness and the sinful nature. Mm -hmm. It immediately reveals the divine. It immediately reveals this divine peace and this divine strength that you have over whatever you're getting ready to face because you've learned from the last one and you've anticipated the next one. Mm -hmm. Those are the action steps. That's what we all have to be willing to do. We need to learn from the last one, anticipate the next one. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to read Jeremiah 10, verse 23. It's just a short verse, but it says, I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself, that it is not in man who walks to direct his steps. This is a great reminder for me personally because I often feel that I can find it in myself to overcome whatever situation I'm dealing with or whatever adversity I'm dealing with. And it is not the way of man that directs our steps, not in any way. And if we were in charge of directing our steps, you know, we have this natural tendency to walk in circles. And that is, that will be the result in our spiritual lives as well if we allow ourselves to take over and we do allow that pride and that selfishness and the sinful nature to be revealed whenever we face adversity. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a big flaw of the leadership in our churches and in our country is that we do not anticipate adversity. And then when it comes, it's like, oh, well, I want to be in charge. No, I want to be in charge. And okay, well, if we can't agree, then whatever, every man for himself. And Mm -hmm. we lose that sense of unity and equality like I was talking about in my blog post a couple weeks ago. This idea of inequality of greatness, that is what we have to strive for. And that is hopefully what we will be able to achieve on the other side of every adversity we face when we have anticipated its coming and anticipated how we will react to it. In every situation, because I know you're probably thinking every adversity is going to be different Mm -hmm. and like I never know what I'm actually going to have to face. Every adversity is the same when you get down to the core concept of it. Mm. It is something that is going to impact your spiritual life, period. So if every single adversity is the same at its core, then every response should be the same at its core. Mm. So you encounter an adversity, you react a certain way, period. And you get to decide how that is Mm -hmm. that you will react. You can decide to react in your sinful nature, which will be your first impulse, or you can override that and you can choose to react in a spiritual way. And you can choose to say, okay, not my battle. This is the Lord's battle. He's going to use me to fight it. I'm willing to do that, but he has control and he's the one that's going to have to win it ultimately because Mm -hmm. I know that I can't do that because man cannot direct his steps. And I believe that one of our most powerful weapons in the face of adversity is worship. Mm -hmm. And I know that kind of sounds cliche. I know we see that a lot and stuff, but I mean true worship. I mean true prayer and surrendering 
all that you are to the Lord to be used by him. And that may be uncomfortable. It probably will be uncomfortable. And you have to prepare yourself for that. You have to make your mindset. I don't care how uncomfortable it is. I don't care how much it hurts. I don't care how much pain I'll experience. I'm going to worship through it anyway. I am going to do what the Lord has called me to do because I'm surrendered to him and he comes before everything else. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to choose to walk this out even though it's not what my personal flesh wants to do and what I want to feel. That does not matter when it comes to spiritual adversity. What matters is that you endure it and that you endure it well. Mm-hmm. All right. We hope that you guys enjoyed this episode, that it was encouraging to you and also convicting in the same measure because, you know, we like to do that around here. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this episode up in prayer. So please pray with us. Lord, I just thank you for this day and for giving us the opportunity to just sit down and talk about some of the different thoughts that we had about this quote and to just talk about some of the different things that you've laid on our hearts. I pray that you would help each and every one of us to truly anticipate the adversity that's coming and to rely wholeheartedly on you while facing it. And I pray that you would just cultivate our character and make us more and more like you with every adversity that we face. And I pray that you would just uh, make us more and more like you as we go about our lives and that we would truly rely on you to help us fight our battles and uh, to ultimately win them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to download this episode and any others that you've enjoyed recently. It helps the show to grow so very much and we appreciate it. It helps our show to get out to so many others and we want to impact them with the gospel truth that we're speaking here each week. So thank you guys so much for supporting us and we will talk to you all next Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 